Hello. Hey, how's it going? Going good. All right. Okay. So we are recording. I am with my good friend, Steven Peterson. Hello. Hello. And <laughs> wanted to do something a little bit different today with the podcast. And so I decided to bring on my good friend to talk about his new book. Um, it is called The Epic of Gnosis. Am I correct? Yep. You, you, you pronounced it right. Yeah. Some people pronounce it gnosis, but yeah, I, I typically pronounce it gnosis. Okay, great, great. Okay, so starting here, a little bit about the book, um, The Epic of Gnosis. Uh, it's about uh, Jesus finds the Garden of Eden, tastes the fruit from the garden, and has a vision of the end of the world. Mephisto sits on the throne of oblivion, where he looks out from the hell into the starless sky, and he's the last person in existence. He drinks from the well of chaos and descends into the underworld, and what takes place is a mystical crucible to reconstruct the soul. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what... What else can you tell us about what this book is about regarding that? Okay, so Jesus is missing from age 12 to 30. So the, the, what happens between that 18-year gap from when he was talking to the Pharisees as a young child to when he, was, uh, when he gets baptized? And why does he get baptized is an interesting question. So, I mean, because like uh, when you get baptized, you, you know, you're, 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 you're reborn. Why did he need to get reborn if he's, it's, it's an interesting question, especially right. considering the nature of the story. And um, so it's, it's. And how, how did all of this come about for you to, to think of this, to write this? Oh, God. How did it come about? I, I've experienced hell myself. Um, I have, you know, while I was getting my college degree, I had an experience kind of like Ellen Sachs, who wrote The Sinner Cannot Hold. Right, while I'm getting, aware of her, right. Yep, yep, while getting my university degree. And um, yeah, yeah, my first year was in psychosis, and I died a thousand deaths during that. And then I had a semester full of panic attacks. And then the last thing was the worst of all. I died 2,000 deaths while, <laughs> while um, experiencing a manic switch. And that, that gave me that one seven-day seven, uh, seven period of, of where I experienced manic terror gave me seven years of PTSD. And I wow. went undiagnosed during that entire time. I did not know I had PTSD. All, all my psychiatrists, my psychologists, they failed to diagnose me, and I failed too. And um, I was, I was, I was losing my wits. I was losing hope. I was frustrated. Frustration morphed into anger, and I was having outbursts. And um, I, all these unconscious forces were being unleashed. 
and I didn't have any kind of uh I didn't have a sense of myself I was you know I it, it it's not just that I was traumatized it's that I was I lost my psychic emotions and all these aspects that are that are so important to our humanity you know our our most intimate selves are our emotional selves you know when we listen to music um we connect through you know our our psychic emotions to to relate to it to sympathize with music to sympathize with other people to empathize and i just i, I lost that i lost i don't know I, I lost a lot and um during covid uh, well, it, I decided to write after I earned my degree, and I, I tried to write stories, the story that would, where I would, you know, try to become a successful writer. Yeah. And, you know, my, my first story, The Storm and Stress, I didn't quite get there, you know. We, we have to make mistakes when we start writing, because, uh, I mean, it, it's it's like a new skill set. You, you have to experiment. Right. And, um, yeah, then during COVID, I had 40 days off, and I wrote three short stories. Wow. The ex- yeah, I, I wrote The Exile, which was, it, it gave me kind of a hint of what, what I should do um, when I talk about going down into the under, which is the underworld. And then in Philosophy and Devilry, I, I created a character called, I, I mean, I, 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 I attached myself to this character called Mephisto, but I gave him the backstory of Job. Okay. Um, yeah, so Job, after everything that he suffered, he vows for revenge and um, tries to, you know, destroy reality. And then I created The Fall of Mephisto, my last short story. And that that's the that's story that gave me this idea and, and, and that's that's a good way to to find your shorts to find your main stories is to keep on writing short story until you find right. a successful one right yeah yeah and um yeah M- mephisto who is mephisto mephisto is the spirit that negates um he wants to erase existence he wants to you know he thinks everything is a joke um he wants to laugh at existence and um yeah and i I tried to you know since job everybody can connect with job and 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 he knows everyone knows his nobility based on the book of job right right i think that's what partly makes this work so beautifully because if job could have this almost the greatest fall then you know maybe maybe he is redeemable considering just how stoic he endured so much except for at the very end you know it's it's kind of like a sophoclean fall where he, he had a, an act of hubris but it was a a hidden hubris you know may, maybe maybe somewhere in his past he he thought he could do better than god or maybe he thought you know what is it like to be a god that that's kind of the mystery of the book of job too because right because why why did God single him out to the devil? Um, 
What was the mystery of his fall? Uh, why did God test him? Um, you know, the, and, and people try, people try to, you know, try to, try to figure his story out because, um, like, what, what, what did, what was God trying to teach him is kind of like the, the, the main mystery of that. What, why did it happen to him? In, in, you know, with people with mental illness, it doesn't happen to us for a reason. We have to sit back and kind of, you know, we, we have to make meaning be, in, in spite of it happening to us. Right. Um, yeah. And so I created the, the fall of Mephisto and he had the Sophoclean fall. And yeah, in, in what takes place is well here let me uh bring it back so so um jesus he he tastes from the tree of knowledge which is a pomegranate it's not an apple tree so a and pomegranate that's in the garden of eden yeah 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 yes. the pomegranate is more significant because in greek mythology the pomegranate is when persephone eats the pomegranate she descends into the underworld um well, she's forced into the underworld by Hades or Pluto. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's something the, I didn't know. I didn't even know that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Greek mythology is great. Yeah, yeah I, it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I, I love I love kind of diving into Greek mythology just because it's so... I don't know. Mythology is 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 fascinating to me. It's because it, it, it shows our struggles in an extreme way, but also it's kind of like a mirror. Like mythology is a mirror to our deepest struggles and our 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 ambitions. Um, and in in that way, it's it, they're they're depth psychology. So depth psychology is is uh so all the greek tragedies were a form of depth psychology it's it's where you can you know read into a great epic hero and kind of see yourself in them and if you see their flaw from witnessing the how how character is destiny how how this guy falls and how you can learn from him you have this catharsis of expunging that flaw from yourself by witnessing the mirror in the narrative of your own life within his so within like ajax's or within job's in this for instance expunging the you know mephisto out of yourself you know we, we all have right. demons right 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 yeah and um and you know in 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 the the, the false narrative is is where Mephisto comes about. Um, that's where he's popularized at. And Faust, Faust's guide is Mephisto, which is an interesting guide to have. Um, so, um, you know, what? with that, go ahead. Uh, well, I, you're going very deep into this and it actually leads me into wondering, like, what did you learn from this from this spiritual journey you've been on since writing this 
Oh, yeah. It's been three and a half years in the making. <laughs> it's probably going to go a little bit longer. Yeah. But um, it's it's just been so rewarding. But what have I learned? I've learned at the darkest moment comes the light, you know? Um, there's a period. That's pretty this, poignant. That's... Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the light is hope. Um, in, in the darkest moment of the story where Mephisto is drowned in this kind of, uh, in this well, um, the, the story shifts and it shifts into a Greek tragedy on a Greek stage right. where Theseus goes into the labyrinth. And that's where, you know, the resurrection of the soul, the, the reconstruction of the soul happens. And the first character that he reaches for is the spirit that affirms, which, you know, Mephisto is the spirit that negates the spirit, the spirit child. Um, Uriel is a spirit that affirms and he represents hope. He's kind of a divine child. But when we have PTSD, we lose contact with, you know, our, our, um, our inner child's, you know, our sense of play because we're, we're so, we're so consumed by, you know, triggering fight or flight right. that we, we can't relax. We can't, we can't, um, experience happiness. Um, we're always in a state of panic. So you're saying and, it's sort of ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't, PTSD isn't cured, you know, it, it, it's a long road ahead to, 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 to cure yourself, cure yourself right. from PTSD. But, you know, with, with, with psilocybin, which I, I've experimented with, um, you know, it, well, they, they say, creativity, recovery, healing happens when you're in a safe environment, you can tell your story. And essentially, also being creative. Um, so, yeah, I, so, I found I, I Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say when you mentioned the the fight or flight, and we are able to go into a safe uh, like a safe area where where we, I'm assuming where you're saying where we aren't experiencing so much of the fight or flight, maybe where we're able to let down our barriers is when we're able to create. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You, you, to, to explore takes. To explore. Okay. Yeah. To, yeah. To explore. Yeah. Like, so, so PTSD is basically like a, is like a patch of fear. And you need to be relaxed. You need to be feel safe to explore that patch of fear. And yeah, psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms, which is right. is used to treat PTSD, and it's it's a wonderful drug. Um, I use it to microdose, and it it just allows you to feel safe and explore and play. And play is key. Um, and yeah, through through that, I was able to tap into my inner child and. Um, through through the spirit guide Uriel, the divine child, I was able to reconnect with that, and it, it was it was really nice, you know, to to sense his you know his childlike wonder in honesty, in jokes. Um, yeah, it's that's like that that's one of the key elements of PTSD is is tapping in with your divine, with well not with your divine child but your inner child, 
And something else I, I learned interestingly is that, you know, after, after, you know, that, that's one of the first characters, the analytic psychologist young connects with too. And you know, I didn't even know that until I started to dive into young later on. Um, yeah, but I'm, other things that I've learned from this, um, what else? Oh yeah, it's long, so it's a long spiritual journey. It's a it's yeah. a long journey. Well, uh, uh, something else I learned is that, you know, I reading, reading Paradise Lost, I've learned that you know an angel can fall from pride. But, you know, reading the Divine Comedy, I, I I've learned that you know through humility, and the ascetic life humanity can raise to the level of an angel and um yeah like through uh you know th through reading great works of literature which i've i i said i said uh i set an ambitious goal for myself when i when i wrote the fall of mephisto which was the short story version of the epic of gnosis after i wrote that i was just like okay People are telling me this is a great story. How can I make it greater? Right. And I, I saw the goal, but I knew I couldn't make it. I couldn't, I couldn't create it until I became a better person, more healed, um, more healthy. And, and that's, a, that's a good way. That's, that's a good way to put it. Like, because it, you're transforming yourself essentially yeah. yeah yeah um i'm using this this story as a whetstone in order to become greater I'm like a little better <laughs> healthier <laughs> right yeah yeah and um yeah so so i told myself i was going to read a lot of christian literature i i read the divine comedy um i've read the brothers karismatsov which is you know there was, I feel like it was divine intervention considering, you know, I read the Divine Comedy, which is the greatest poem ever written. Right. Um, and then I read the Brothers Karazmatov, which I think is the greatest novel ever written. I read those back to back. And to see the difference in, you know, Catholicism versus Russian Orthodox Church, it was just, it was just magical to, to see like um, Dante's world about, you know, personal responsibility and you know it sins and its consequences um and so, politic go ahead but before you finish i i'd i'd like to know like which authors actually in, influenced you the most with with all of this writing and well, this book and and future books okay so um it was the divine comedy the brothers karismatov which showed us how connected we are. You know, sin doesn't occur in a vacuum. Um, the I read the Goethe's Faust again, which, you know, while I was ill at my university, I read that book over and over again. It was kind of, you know, kind of therapeutic to me, right. much like Alan Sachs kept Aristotle <clears throat> with her. And so then then I, I read uh, I read other mystical philosophers such as Johann Hamann who talks about 
the the power of language, um, reason, um, poetry, how poetry was our first form of of communication, perhaps. And then I read um, Ant, uh, Nikolai Berdiev, who wrote The Creative Act. And in him, he talks about, um, you know, it. Th- God created the world, but in the New Testament, there's no mention of creativity. So he, so his book, A Creative Act, is kind of all about, you know, creation and how we share and create, humanity shares in creation itself. You know, that's our kind of spark of the divine that we can right. create ourselves. And in my story, uh, Job actually, you know, the reason why he was singled out was because he's the demiurge. He's a creator. He creates worlds. And through creation, he can finally find his redemption. Um, But it's hidden within the story. And there's a reason why Jesus is telling the story specifically. I'm not going to say why. I want to leave that to the readers. Right. (laughs) But the the last, the last, the, 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 the last two chapters are kind of like being torn out of the matrix and they're, God, they're interesting, but um, yeah. Also, I uh, I listened to all of Alan Watts. He's kind of a mystical Eastern philosopher. I listened to all his lectures and I read his story, the um, the epic of no, no. I I, I read his story, the eternal drama or the cosmic drama, which is the telling of the Hindu religion about how. There's this cycle of creation, creation and destruction, creation and destruction. And in my book, that that's that's one of the major themes of the book, how there's these constant, and how to stop the cycle of, of of keep on turning about about how um, how to stop the cycle of destruction. And that's why Jesus is so important. Um, but uh. What else did I? Oh, I, I also dove into Gnosticism and the Apocryphon of John. And that gave me a lot of insight into Gnosticism itself. And I also read some um, of Jung's works later on and found out how, how, how closely related his red book is, is to, this, right. to this book. I mean, he, he had a life, Jung had a lifelong fascination with Job, Faust, and uh, what was the other thread? Gnosticism. And weaving all three of these into one, I, 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 would, I would hope he would be proud. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, given all the influences that you've had what over would the you course say- of just three and a half years too yeah yeah, yeah. That too um so what what genre would you say your book is like where would you put it if you could put it into a category or perhaps what 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 genre do you think it would just fall into and it you know obviously there's cross genres as well yeah it's it starts out as a supernatural thriller it kind of the the garden of eden is like a haunted place with supernatural beings you know there's a fallen angel that that comes into the garden 
and he introduces him to the the tree of knowledge but it's it's a fallen angel so he's trying to convince him to join his side and um he gives him an ultimatum um you either accept power or you you die um you either come to our side or you, or that's it i have to stop you or else you know you're you're our greatest foe right um and it then it turns into i'm not sure like what what genre would Faust be in? What genre would it? Okay, okay. So it would be a divine comedy, a divine okay. comedy like, like Dante's, like Goethe's Faust, like even I, I even believe that Brothers Matzoff is a divine comedy. Um, and it's it's highly mythological. So yeah, I, I guess it would be. Yeah, and it doesn't I, I, have I, to be one category, obviously. <laughs> I, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure exactly. Maybe like I don't know. I I, <laughs> I would hope someday it would be classic literature. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. But so, uh but it like going into like <clears throat> the details of of this piece, can you also tell us about what your writing method was as well oh the writing method so yeah i, I shared a little bit about that it's, it's you know like um write short stories until you find one that's successful that was okay. the greatest writing tip i've ever i've ever uh come across and that's a good and, one yeah 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 definitely because you don't want to you don't want to fixate on a a pro on a story that's just mediocre and then finish it begrudgingly until it's over. But, um, also I like to tap into emotions through listening to music, okay. mostly instrumental music. And yeah, I just, I have a, I have a playlist of 58 songs that I listen to on Spotify called the Epic of Gnosis. And they're ordered from beginning to end. And anytime I want to pick up a dialogue, I just listen to that music, that song, or those few songs, and I write to it, and it creates the atmosphere. Yeah, it creates the That's atmosphere. That's very good. And, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Did you make that playlist specifically for this book in order to tap into a certain sort of visual imagery to, to get into this piece basically oh that's a great question that's a great question so um beethoven talks about how music is a higher revelation and through listening to to you know music i would if i would i would the the the, the scenes would come to me i would the music would create the scenes um I, I, it's not like I wrote the scenes. They, they just came to me through listening right. to music. And, you know, I, uh, you know, you know, it, it's interesting how Beethoven was going deaf, right? Right. And he would put his piano on the floor and he would pound those keys to hear something. He'd pound them as hard as he could to hear something. And that's what I was doing with music in order to write. Because for a while there, 
I lost my psychic emotions, but they came back to me after, you know, all my, all my, uh, all my efforts, cumulative efforts. And yeah, I was pounding poetry to feel something. And through that, it would help me realize the scenes. I, I, I don't, I don't, my friend, my friend, uh, who's a, has a degree in music. He, his teacher, his master told him that, uh, that in order to play a piece well, you imagine a story to the musical piece. Mm-hmm. That way your passions will be connected to it. There's a narrative to it that, mm-hmm. that brings a human element out of it. And I've kind of reversed that, um, that method in order to write music by listening to songs. So it's, I, I'm doing something similar to what, this teacher of a master class told my friend and I, and I'm, I'm part of writing communities and a lot of, a lot of authors do that, which I find really interesting. And, and this, this, this wouldn't even be that, you know, that popular of an idea, except with, you know, Spotify, Apple music makes it popular. Right. And it makes it right. so easy to make playlists now. It's, it's just, it's so convenient. And and you share them with other people as well. So they can sort of get into that same mindset or, you know, they can see from a little bit, at least from your perspective, what was going through your mind, putting that list together or having that whole list and sort of creating that visual Mm -hmm. imagery for yourself and you share it with others. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing arts this is fantastic man it's really that's what it's all about you know and, and if and if this story healed me and if it can heal me i my hope is that it can heal somebody else that's, that's why i'm publishing it you know that's it's really to, good. To, yeah it's try to, to try to make a difference and i was i was i was bad i had a nasty case of ptsd but it healed me you know writing the fall of mephisto that was the first breath out of PTSD. That's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and that's 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 the power of stories right there. Um, yeah. So, just... do you think you will possibly continue on this spiritual journey? That's that's something I want you to elaborate on because it's it's so deep. Everything you've mentioned and everything you've talked about so far and it's such a it's such a deep journey that is it just it's it's gonna keep it's gonna be ongoing so do you think you you will continue on this uh yeah definitely it's been the most rewarding experience of my life to go through the spiritual journey um i wish there were more divine comedies to read more Goethe's Faust, more Brothers Karismatsov, but I can always revisit them, and I will revisit those books because those are my favorite books now. Um, I, and, yeah, I, I, I go back to the Bible now more often. Um, I wish there was another, you know, divine comedy I could write. Um but uh yeah this this has been the most rewarding experience of my life 
more so than my college education, more so than, you know, writing my first book. This book, I felt like I was trying to write for the past 10 years. And I failed to write it for... That's big to say. That's, you know... Yeah. You know, how, how many stories do we have inside of us is a question. You know, some, some people say, you know, no more than three. Like, we're trying to tell the same story over and over again. The problem is, are we able to articulate it? Oh, also, like, um, you know, how are great books written? Matthew Arnold says that great books are written by, you know, those with talent and rising to our moments. And, you know, I, I'm not sure if I have the talent, but, you know, I, I found my moment with PTSD when all of this came together at once, the psilocybin, the restructuring, my diagnosis, the, you know, touching base with old friends, finding right. this narrative, going through a spiritual kind of penance for the, my PTSD behavior. It all came together at once. And that, and I, and I retook up the fall of Mephisto to write it, you know, to, to, to uncover the story. And, you know, that, that was my moment. Um, in, in, you know, rising other authors that arose to their moment, Dante during exile, Plato after his master Socrates died, uh, Mary Shelley after she was rejected, denied, um, but betrayed by Percy Shelley when she wrote the, the Frankenstein. You know, fi- these people finding meaning in their suffering. Um, that's that's how you heal to to make beautiful you know your suffering, and by doing that you overcome it and you no longer frustrate it. By doing that you find hope, and finding hope in a spiritual frame um, through Jungian psychology and Christianity and art art. Um, yeah, it was, it's been the greatest experience, most rewarding experience of my life where I've, I've, I've learned so much about theology. Yeah, it, it's just been, it's just been great. <laughs> and that's a, that's, that's a really just a very beautiful way to put it. And I'm, I'm glad you're able to articulate that in that way to everybody and let, to, to let everybody hear that because I think some people, um, whether they create art or not, or writing anything and, and with that requires some uh, re- creation, I think they struggle with knowing how to articulate things like that. Yeah, yeah, you and know that was very beautiful, beautifully put. Thank you, thank you. Um, another aspect is like, you know, art versus philosophy. Why didn't philosophy work for me? Um, or maybe it did in a certain way, but I had to distance myself from philosophy because so much of my trauma was based on philosophy. And philosophy actually, I didn't even realize it, but philosophy represented my trigger. And f- PTSD and philosophy gives rise to the ego and inflates your ego. And I had to distance myself from philosophy. And I learned that, you know, philosophy can't you can't find rapture and reason. Right. Um, you have to, you have to find that in art. Frederick Schiller, 
uh, a philosopher, a romantic, German romantic philosopher, talks about um, the aesthetic education of man. And he talks about how with man, um, our, you know, we're most ourselves when we're at play. And that's when we unite this sensible, naive, childlike drive with our formal drive of, you know, it's, it's like uniting, you know, all of our learned knowledge with, you know, our childlike wonder drive. And by uniting, you know, philosophy and reason and logic, mathematics with, with you know, our, our childlike sens sensibilities, we can fuse those faculties and create a play drive, which is more powerful than any other drive we have. It unites all of our faculties. And through that, we can play. And our main chief of source of play is through art. So that was my philosophy that I attached myself to. Um, it wasn't it, it wasn't any other type of philosophy that really helped. Because um, I, I largely had to distance myself from philosophy. Right. But, um, yeah. But, well, um... Feel free to add anything you'd like for everybody to know about your book and where it can be found. Um once it comes out and anything, any details you would like everyone to know. Okay. Um, so something else about my book is that, you know, a lot of mystics, they talk about like Krishna consciousness or Buddha consciousness. Um, what is Christ consciousness is one of the main things I'm trying to develop to, to create. Um, you know, the, the, the state of mind of Christ. And by the end of that, that that's what I hope to achieve. Um, and it's, it's through humility. And yeah, it, it's, it's through humility that I try to achieve that through the lens of humility. Um, and let me think here. What else is is there a uh, are you hoping to publish this through? Oh, self-published uh, through Amazon. Oh, or yeah, yeah or that or that. Yeah, um, just self-published through Amazon. And I, and I, I have a I have a some plans on how to to make it popular, like to. Yeah, so it'll be published. It'll be published on Amazon when I'm not sure when. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going through the, I'm building the cover right now with an artist and I'm getting it beta read currently as we're talking right now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's coming closer. Um, it's going to cost some money to proofread it, get it pro edited and proofreaded, but that's the last step. And yeah, maybe, maybe six months from now. It'll okay, be ready. That's a good time frame. That's a good time frame too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am not in a rush to publish this. Um, I've rushed publishing other stories, and, and it I've can always... actually hurt it if you rush yeah. the publishing. Yeah, and I, I found that the the epic of gnosis, strangely, isn't about as much creativity as it's about uncovering the unconscious. <laughs> 
in kind of a discovery. You know, it's it's like a you know in mathematics, are we creating mathematics or are we discovering mathematics? Was the Pythagorean That's interesting way to put it. Yeah. yeah was the Pythagorean theorem discovered or created? And that's what I kind of feel. That's what I question about writing the Epic of Gnosis. Am I discovering things in the unconscious or am I creating these things? And it's it's a long process of discovery for me. Um, yeah, and like did Young, That's did interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and did Young, you know, create the Red Book or did he discover things that is unconscious too? Because that, that actually, when you when you say it like that, it's it's um, kind of putting it forth that it's there somewhere in the unknown and waiting for a person to find it. You know, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what versus is. versus someone imagining it up and it coming into fruition through someone's uh, imagination. Yeah, I mean, it's that's what young psychology is all about, like in the collective unconscious or in the unconscious, there's these these personalities, there's these, well, like uh, the wise man, the the divine mother. the 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 divine child um in in the matrix we see loads of the collective unconscious within that story and in hero's journey we see loads of the the collective unconscious in those stories typically and why do these patterns keep on reappearing in our stories joseph campbell kind of was talking about how you know, the hero with a thousand faces and how the story is how the reason why we keep on inventing these stories is because they're connected to our own stories. And yeah. Um, yeah, it, Yeah, it's just, that's, it, it seems I really more liked than, that, yeah. yeah, it seems more than coincidence that we keep on tapping into this hero's journey. Although there are some stories that are original, like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, that is that is not a hero's journey. That is a unique story that a genius individual, a woman, wrote, d creating her own genre. Um, to I mean that was, it was also her method of healing from everything her husband did to her. Um, but uh. Yeah, it's, I, I've, I've, this, writing this book was definitely about, it felt like it was about discovery for me, unraveling the thread, the following the golden cord, you know, the Theseus and the labyrinth, you know, he has that golden cord that Ariadne gives to him, and, you know, he, he as he's going into the labyrinth, he, he unravels the cord and after he kills the minotaur he follows the thor the, the the thread back out but for me he's actually following the thread into it and discovering more and also this the labyrinth is um it's you know you're always trying to get to the center what's at the center it, it keeps on going deeper and deeper 
and the beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning, and yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's just amazing how deep you can go into the unconscious, well, trying to go, me trying, I don't know if I actually did this, this is, this may be hubris, but uh, it's, it's been a, the, it's been a great rewarding experience trying to tap into my creative, creativity and diving into, you know, an extreme character, yeah. Mephisto, and trying to reconstruct his soul from a great fall um it's it's very maybe maybe it is considered a psychological thriller but i i'm i'm convinced the the true the true genre is a divine comedy that's really cool and i i really appreciate you coming to talk about your book thank Um, you now it to let me reiterate it is called the epic of gnosis and you are the author steven peterson and you said it could give it about six months to get it on amazon which is where where it'll be and uh wow that was that was quite very deep going deep into the spiritual journey of everything and learning about the background of the book and uh the details of the book and the authors that influenced you and i really appreciate you going into that journey with everybody i appreciate being on here thank you so much Lindsay. thank you so much and uh that is the end for this and thank you everybody for coming to hear something a little bit different um than the usual and uh thank you so much steven i appreciate it thank you too have a good one all right you too bye